Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. This is Josh. And I'm Erica. And I love my coffee. With a splash of crime. Hi Erica, how are you? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm well, thanks. Our coffee smells amazing today. What's in your cup? Our friend recommended a coffee that she really enjoyed by Java Mama. I'm really excited for us to try this today. I had you French press this for us a little while ago, and it's actually the Three Beans Butter Bear Coffee. It smells so good. I'm so excited to try it. I'm so excited for you to try it. I already took a sip of mine. It is so yummy. And I was really excited to try it, of course, because it's Harry Potter. And... For those of you that know us know, we're huge fans of Harry Potter. Josh, what's your favorite character? I love Harry Potter so much I actually couldn't narrow it down to just one character, but they're twins, so they're practically the same character. It's Fred and George Weasley, the two Ron's two brothers. Oh yeah, they're hilarious. I love them too. They're so rebellious and bad and always joking around. They're just absolutely my favorite. Troublemakers. Yep. What's your favorite character? I bet you could guess. Oh, I'm not going to have you guess because you know me too well. My favorite character, of course, is Luna Lovegood because she's smart and quirky and she's from Ravenclaw like me. What house are you from? I'm Slytherin. Oh, of course he's Slytherin. It's called being a Gemini. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's enough Harry Potter talk. We'll save it for our other podcast. The non-existent one? Available everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll jump right into our story today. Today's story is about a 2003 murder in Houston, Texas, and this story is definitely wild because you never see a female killer. I feel like you never see a female killer. Yeah, it's definitely more rare than male killers. It really is. This one's pretty brutal. It's about... Discretion advised. This story contains graphic, violence, violence, sexual misconduct, and danger. danger, and lies, and lots of blood. And graphic language. It's called true crime. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) this is about a woman named Susan Wright who ended up killing her husband. Ooh, Susan Wright. I remember this case. And today's story is the murder of Jeff Wright. I'm going to jump right into the character backstory. And I'm actually going to start with Susan. She was born in 1976, and she was a wife and mother of two kids, two young boys. Everybody described her as shy and quiet, and she was not a party girl. She was more the shy ones. The shy ones. She liked to stay in and watch movies and hang out with her mom in her free time. She wasn't really a club or party girl. All of her friends and family described her as the perfect wife and the perfect mother and hardworking. She went to school full time and she also worked in the cosmetology business. So she did hair. Oh man, those cosmetologists. You know what they say about them? They're wild. They're awesome. Oh yeah, that too. (laughs) She was going to school to be a nurse. That's crazy because actually that's pretty common. A lot of the hairdressers that I worked with, those who don't know me, I am a cosmetologist. And a lot of cosmetologists actually go to school to be nurses because they say, well, in a class, they said that the job's really similar as far as customer service goes because you're working so closely with clients and patients with other people and you're so hands-on that it's actually pretty similar. And so a lot of hairdressers become nurses or vice versa. That makes sense. Her biggest dream was 
being the perfect mother and being the perfect wife. Everybody described her home as immaculate, clean. She was always on top of her kids, always making sure everything was perfect for them. She was the one that you came for cleaning advice, how to get the red wine out of your carpet. Everybody said that her home was spotless. Her husband was born in 1969, so they had a seven-year age gap. He worked as a salesman at a flooring company, so he sold all the floors. And he was a pretty successful salesman. They weren't doing bad. They were doing pretty well. People described him as charming and attentive to his wife and very hands-on with his kids. So he helped anything that they needed. That's amazing. A little bit more into Jeff Wright's backstory is prior to settling down and having kids and getting married, he liked to do stuff a little bit more on the wild side. He liked to drink and do drugs and be bad. <laughs> But he gave all that up when he decided that he was going to marry his wife, Susan. He decided he was going to give all that up. They ended up meeting while they were on vacation at a resort, and they didn't really pay too much attention to each other at first. She ended up going with one of her good friends and her husband, and he ended up hitting it off with her husband. So they're having a grand old time. and then Bromance. Bromance. Exactly. And then eventually, he finally decided to make his move, and he left his business card on the windshield of her car when they went out. That was how he made his move, which I thought it was kind of weird that she would call a random phone number on a business card. But maybe maybe it had his name and she knew who it was and he just didn't give her the number right away. So he just decided to leave his card. Maybe, but wouldn't you do that in person? I don't know. I think so. She thought it was, it was a different time. <laughs> they ended up get, getting married pretty quickly. A couple weeks after dating, they actually ended up, she ended up getting pregnant. Oh, damn, that's fast. Pretty quick. Okay. And then while she was eight months pregnant, he decided he was going to propose to her in his truck on the way somewhere. Completely unromantic. Yeah, he could have tried a little bit harder. At least a little dinner or something. But yeah. just a little bit of, of effort highway. or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then two weeks later, they ended up having their wedding and they had their reception at Outback Steakhouse, which I'm not going to lie. Outback is pretty good, but I don't know if it's wedding good. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Don't hate on Outback. No, no, I love Outback, but I wouldn't wouldn't have a wedding reception there. Me either. I mean, I don't eat meat, so. Yeah, it'd be like that. <laughs> it'd be like that. So they weren't rich, nor were they poor. They were doing pretty well, like money-wise. So they were just comfortable? A little more than comfortable before he died. Okay. So they currently lived in a two-bedroom house, but they were going to build their next house and then buy two new cars, and they would have been fine. Like, they wouldn't have gone into debt because of that. So they're doing well. Okay. And this is when things start to get weird. On January 15th of 2003, she goes to the police station, and she goes directly to the domestic violence division. She tells the investigator that she was abused by her husband for years and her husband abused drugs. Okay. And she had claimed that two days prior, her and her husband got into an altercation. She confronted her husband about doing drugs and he needed to change his ways and he freaked out and went manic. Okay. She had claimed that he had thrown her into the wall, freaked out, ran around the house, and then left. And she hasn't seen him for two days. Okay. All of his friends and family were unable to contact him since January 13th. That's crazy. He wasn't showing up to work. He wasn't showing up anywhere. His friends and family tried to call him. His parents 
claimed that every anniversary or like anything that they had, he would call and wish them like a happy anniversary, like, oh, happy anniversary or oh, happy birthday. And they had recently had an anniversary and he did not call. That's really weird. I wonder where he went. Exactly. He would have had to be staying with a friend or something. Exactly. And everybody said that he loved his job, so he wouldn't miss his work for something like this. I wonder if he realized that she was going to go and report something. And so he was so afraid of going to jail that he just disappeared. Just went MIA? Yeah. I can see that. Maybe. So then three days later on January 18th, her attorney goes to the police station and wants to speak to an investigator and says, I know where you can find Jeff. Okay. And then her attorney basically takes them to their house. And this is when it gets wild. Okay. So, like he was just there the whole time? Oh, no, 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 no. It's unfortunately not that nice. They go into the bedroom and the mattress is missing and it's just a bed frame. Okay. The carpet is cut out underneath where the bed was. What the heck? The walls are freshly painted. 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 So it smells like paint in the house, like hardcore. That is so weird. And then the backyard has a bloody mattress. And they find Jeff's grave. Oh, so she killed Jeff? She killed Jeff. I thought you were going to say that. Jeff was just chilling? Oh, no, no. Yeah, because I remember this case, but I don't know any of the details of it. But now I briefly remember that she, she killed him. That's crazy. So she just cut the carpet out. Yep, homegirl just decided she was going to take a knife and just like shimmy the carpet out. That's so weird that you wouldn't just rip all of the carpet out. You would actually go in and cut just... A square of carpet out. I think that was done because I think she was trying to like clean up the crime scene. So instead of her having to replace all the carpet, I think she could have just cut the carpet out underneath the bed and then buy a new mattress and put it on top and you'll never know a thing. Okay. That's crazy. Maybe. I don't know. That's what I assume. Well, in the backyard, Jeff has an unfortunate appearance. He's not even buried all the way. Okay. He has his left shoulder, the back of his head and his right arm sticking out and he's face down like into the earth how did she think she was gonna get away with this maybe that's why she just told her attorney maybe and i don't know about attorney client privilege but is is there an exemption if you murder someone i'm wondering if she just was trying to cover it up and then realized she couldn't and then just confessed to her lawyer and had them go and like confess for her maybe i don't even know it's it's wild. Maybe he just told her like, hey, you gotta, you have to come forward. There's no way, like, where are you going to put this body? Because then by her bringing him to the house, she's making him a part of the crime scene. So I think he could get in trouble for covering it up. He can't tell her how to hide a body. Oh, that makes sense. Like now he would be like accessory, accessory to, mo- to, yeah, to murder. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. It's, it's crazy. So, which uh, I don't know why she would leave it in her backyard or like. I know she they was were, just manic, like didn't know what to do. I know they were doing some construction work because they were going to do like a home renovation project. Okay. It looked like they had like an enclosed patio. Okay. And they were redoing the cement. So it would have been so easy for her to just like dig a little deeper, cover it up and then lay slabs of cement on it. Yeah, maybe that's what she, like, maybe that was her idea, but then she realized it wasn't going to work. Maybe. I don't even know. But I, I don't know what she would have thought if having construction workers in and out of her house and him not even buried all the way. And there'd be no way for her to get the mattress out and do all of this by herself. I remember seeing pictures of her and she was small. Yeah, she was, like, pretty, like, petite. Yeah, there's no way. The way she had, like, dragged him out is she put him on a dolly. Like, one of those, it almost looks like a wagon dolly. Yeah. What she, the heck? Where was her kids? Where were her kids? 
I think they were just like chilling in the other room. The heck? Or I wonder if the mom had him. Who knows? But she like dragged him out with this dolly and that's how she moved it. I just don't understand why she'd put her mattress in the backyard. Me either. I feel like that's more obvious than leaving it in the house. Like any neighbor could just peek over the fence, look outside and see this bloody mattress. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. And their their backyard was interesting. It, it was going through some work. Yeah. It was like compost and a bunch of other stuff. That's so weird. And another thing that's super weird is in their kid's room, there were like drawers missing that she had loaded the car with. Like she had already knew she was going to dip. And then just last minute decided not to. Something. So when you, if you look up like crime scene photos, the drawers are just straight up missing out of the kid's room. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, it's wild. That's crazy. So then the autopsy. And this is when it gets brutal. So they ended up finding lacerations on his wrist and his ankles and he was tied they determined he was tied to the bed frame and he was stabbed 193 times oh man poor jeff right i can't even imagine like just being tied down and being stabbed right like so many times like i'm surprised she was able to do it i mean i'm sure he didn't live for all of those but i'm surprised too they say that stabbing takes a lot of stamina yeah but to stab somebody almost 200 times i just don't see that's a lot of anger a lot of aggression a lot of like built-up nonsense yeah or just she lost her mind and went crazy yeah i run like two miles and i couldn't imagine stabbing someone literally i couldn't imagine like stabbing somebody that many times yeah that's just insane i I couldn't so then it It's a crazy autopsy. They do a toxicology report. There's no drugs or alcohol in his system. It was like normal. So they're determined. Her trying to say that he was on drugs for years is a lie. But cocaine only stays in the system for three days. And meth. Is that what she was trying to say he did? I think coke. But I think she said he was on drugs when he left. Quote unquote left. I wonder how long drugs like that stay in your system after you're dead. I don't know. I wonder if it would just stay in your system because you're not like. I think so. Drinking and peeing and stuff like that. I think it would just stay in her system. That's crazy. Okay, oh. so he wasn't even on drugs. Nope, she lied. I wonder if she was on drugs. Maybe. How do you just kill somebody like that? I looked at her picture. She didn't look like she was on drugs. Okay. She she was considered very, like, pretty. Like, people called her the blue-eyed butcher. That's insane. When I looked at her, she did not look like she was on drugs. Okay. So her defense. This is when it gets real interesting. She tried to claim that... It was self-defense. 200 times? (laughs) 200 times of self-defense. That's not, yeah, that's not self-defense. So they were like, no. Why would her lawyers even think it's okay to say self-defense? I felt bad for that lawyer. Like, afterward? Like, imagine trying to, like... Once you've stabbed somebody that many times, it's like, you're screwed. Exactly. Yeah. And then they were like, well, he had marks on his wrist and ankles. Like, how, what, he was tied up. She tried to claim that she tied him to the dolly... To take him out of the house. Okay. But they determined that he was tied to the bed, like the bed frame. Okay. And he was face down. So all his stab wounds were in the back. So self-defense doesn't seem like the best option So here. she like tied him down face down? Yeah. I think what happened- That's some freaky stuff. I think they were going to have sexy time. Face down? Face down. He was into some <laughs> He was into something. Okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was getting poked with something else. <laughs> Damn, dude. So there's that. <laughs> That's actually good. That's good content. <laughs> okay (laughs) and then they were like well why did you clean it if it was self-defense why didn't you just call and report that he tried to attack you yeah and (laughs) you know what 
actually real fast. It's kind of weird that she had to paint the walls because there was blood, but the rest of the carpet wasn't dirty. Yeah, I don't really know. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know what she if she, she put something on the bed. Yeah, or on the floor. Maybe or trying to protect the bed. I don't know. That's so weird. Maybe they had a rug. No, they didn't have a rug. Maybe she's a squirter. So she's like. <laughs> Put something down, and then she bags. <laughs> Cut that out. She's That's a squirter. It's not. It's not staying. I'll edit this episode. My my father listens to this. <laughs> That's delirium. <laughs> <laughs> she a squirter. <laughs> Good thing we put the viewer discretion up. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna take my jacket off. It's getting hot. <laughs> I'm sweating. Uh. Oh my god. <laughs> so when the investigators came into the house, word <laughs> on me. So when the investigators came into the home, they <clears throat> they immediately smelled wet paint. Smelled like it was all freshly painted. Okay. So she had claimed the reason she had to clean up the crime scene was because she was worried her husband was still alive. <laughs> she had to manically clean the house. She was afraid that he was going to get up after being stabbed 193 times and was going to get mad that the house was not clean. I think he would be more angry that she stabbed him. No, that's exactly. crazy. Who like, just freaking? That's crazy. He'd be, uh, I think, in more pain and wanting to go. To an emergency room rather than worried about the cleanliness of the house. I mean, that kind of does sound like she was like, like he would gaslight her a little bit. Like maybe it's, maybe it's true. You know, maybe he would gaslight her, but obviously, I mean, that's not a reason to kill somebody. But to think that you would have to hurry up and clean the house, that's just crazy. That shows that obviously there was something really wrong with her. No, seriously. Like to imagine like that she was going to get abused because the house wasn't clean. After she just, she was manically cleaning. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So during the trial, they tried to say that her motive was money. And I feel like this is kind of a stretch because they were doing well, but they tried to claim that he had a $200,000 life insurance policy. And I think that was their way to just kind of pin it on her, maybe to say that was the motive when there wasn't really a motive. I feel like they always do that is they try to make it sound like. Well, when they don't know why somebody would kill somebody, they just blame it on a life insurance policy because you're not going to take, I mean, if you actually love your husband, but you need the money, you're not going to take away your children's father for money. Exactly. And her dream was to be a perfect wife and mother. Yeah, that's crazy. But she wouldn't just decide that she's going to stab him to death. I think it would make more sense that she just wanted a new life and didn't want to like, maybe she wasn't happy with him. And wanted to get the boys a new dad because they were young. But even that sounds crazy to me. No, it's a really big stretch. Because when you stab somebody that many times, that's anger. That's violence. That's not just, hey, I'm going to get rid of this person real quick. No, yes. And it wasn't thought through. No. Because it's like if you stab somebody like that inside of your house, how are you going to clean up? Where are you going to put the body? That's a really, you know bloody crime scene and also it makes me think a little bit about this article i read one time about how 
women, when they kill themselves, they try to do it in a way that's not going to be messy because they think about the person that's going to have to clean it up. And so they don't usually like shoot themselves in the head or... That's why it's normally pills or in the bathtub, right? Yes. And I'm wondering if it's like that when women murder also, like poisoning. I can see that. Because they wouldn't... I mean, if she's still alive, she kills her husband. She would have a whole mess to clean. Or I wonder if she planned on killing herself after, but couldn't go through with it. I don't know. I, I feel like she wouldn't want to do that to her kids. She would just have to be so angry and just like snap, like go crazy. I wonder if there was an altercation in the bedroom that night. Yeah, there had <clears> to be. <throat> but the fact that he was tied down makes me think that it was a normal like, oh, unless they're like, oh, we're going to make up. Let me tie you to this freaking bed. That's crazy. I don't know. It, it's definitely, definitely puts cheese in a pickle. There's just a lot of thoughts with this case for me. Yes. Like I have a lot of just random things going through my head because it's just so weird. No, it is for sure. She was arrested on January 18th for the murder of her husband. On March 3rd, that's when she goes to trial and it only took the jurors five hours of deliberation to decide she's guilty. Yeah, because there's literally nothing saying that she isn't like besides self-defense. So she's basically saying that she did it in self-defense, which that's obviously not self-defense. Yeah. So it's just open and closed. Pretty much. She gets 20 years in jail. Prison. I think it's prison. Yeah. I think if it's over like a year, it's prison or over five years or something. Okay. So 20 years in prison. And then she attempts to get parole in 2016 and she's denied. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then she tries again and she gets approved. Why? I don't know. (laughs) It was bad judgment. That's crazy. She ends up only serving 16 years. In in July of 2020, she's told that she only has to do a three-month rehabilitation program, and then she can be released. Heck. So she ended up getting released October 2020. Do you think it's because of the pandemic? Like, they just let her out a little bit early? Maybe that's why the appeal went through, because she already serves, like, a certain amount of time. And then I know there was, like, a lot of issues with the pandemic and things like that. Yeah. I know. I know they were, like, releasing, like, non-serious crimes. I think non-serious crimes and, like, drug crimes. Like, weed. Like, stuff like that. That wasn't, like, legal. But, like, I also know they were letting, like, older people out. Because what's a 60-year-old going to do? If he, or actually that's still kind of young. What, what's an 80 year old going to do um, yeah. if he murdered someone? He might break a hip falling to the stairs. Like who knows? Yeah. Or criminals that were ill or something like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. They just let him out and they're like, okay, here it is. But she was really young still. She was only 44 when they, she was released. Oh yeah. That's super young. She still has half her life. Yeah. So who knows what she's going to do? I don't know what she's going to do with like, you know, she's going to have to change her name. I think for oh, sure. For sure. Because anybody who Googles her, I don't know if people Google people when they date like that, though. I don't either. But I think you would catch on to something. I think you would realize that this person's acting, like, acts different. Well, and her family probably wants nothing to do with her, so she won't spend every holiday at your house? It would be a ton of lies. That's what it would be. How would you have no life experience at all? That's true. What's your favorite restaurant? I don't know. I mean, I used to, like, (laughs) where do you shop? I used to, um, Lucky's. What? (laughs) Mervyn's. Lucky's and Mervyn's, my favorites. And then they're just like, okay. And then she's like, all right, can we go down to Radio Shack real quick? And he's like, what? I don't know how to tell you this is closed. You know, like oh, Radio man. Shack's long gone. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I just forgot. Yeah. Silly me. You know, doesn't know how to use Facebook or Instagram. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she wouldn't 
She wouldn't know how to use Facebook, Instagram. She wouldn't no, even know how to use like, She'd be like, hey, what's your MySpace handle? And he'd be like, what? <laughs> MySpace handle? Oh, God. No, legit. She wouldn't know how to use like smartphones. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, damn. It's a whole bunch of things, you know, that come she'd out with a call. She'd be like, hey, let's just go over to this payphone. Yeah. He would look at her like, the hell? Yeah, what are you talking about? Did you just step out of a time machine? Seriously. Her two kids ended up with Jeff's brother. Thankfully, they were still in the family. Yeah, that's good. They haven't seen her since 2003. And I bet you his brother probably gave them a really good life. Probably. Hopefully, he didn't even tell them what happened. No, probably not. They were still pretty young. They were only together like five years, and the kids were like super young. I would just probably tell them their parents died, both of them. Yeah. Must have been that rhino. (laughs) 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 This is the giant peach. Gosh, Josh. They're like, must have been that rhino. (laughs) No? No. That's what I would say. I hated James and the Giant Peach. Please don't say that to me ever again. (laughs) Josh, you're turning our listeners away. (laughs) I don't know how to say this. He's lying. He likes it. (laughs) It's my favorite. I just, I'm not a fan. I'm so sick of you right now. <laughs> the, the last episode, guys. You're kicked off the kidding. podcast. <laughs> I'm the, okay. You're fired. I'm fired. <laughs> oh, God, we can take that out. <laughs> Please take that out. So when Josh isn't here next week, it's because he disrespected <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. Peach. When Erica isn't here next week, it's because I removed her from admin. Oh, funny. What's the login, sweetheart? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in that case, it's crazy. Well, that's my story. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling it to me. Everybody, <laughs> please like and subscribe and tell us what you think on Instagram. Don't forget to rate us because it really helps us out. Rating makes everything better. So please take two seconds out of your day to go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you guys listen and take the time to rate us. It really helps. The algorithm. Yes. It helps the algorithm. Just please. It helps us spread to allow us to have more listeners and share our stories with more people we just deeply appreciate it and that's all for this week and we will see you next week bye Bye.